Hi friends, it's Kay the Moranin. Welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How is everybody doing today? Happy Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever day or time it is that you're listening. So happy to be back on the mic with you guys. Happy June. Happy month 6th of 2023 and the end of quarter two and halfway through the year almost. So I feel like we should chat about, you know, goals and intentions and checking in with ourselves and seeing where we're at. I kind of feel like that's where I'm at in my life in, in general right now. I feel like May was that month of really being tested and seeing where I'm at and where I want to be and reevaluating my goals and checking in with myself and seeing if they still fit, if that's still what I want to pursue, that still excites me, and how I can reevaluate and change them up for the next few months of the year. And I don't know if it's because I reconnected with people from all the way back to middle school or because it's been a year since I've graduated or what it is, but I feel like May was a a tough month and, you know, the last few months have had their ups and downs for sure, but May, I think you guys saw was, was a little bit difficult for me and I've been sharing a lot more about that side of things on TikTok because I love that we can just have a community on there and really interact and connect with each other more. So go check me out on TikTok if you're not following me there already. It's linked below. Um, But yeah, I feel like I am not a good journaler. I'm not really a journaler at all. It's it's daunting for me. It scares me. It it intimidates me. It's just like I don't know what to say or what to do. Um, But it's something I definitely want to give a give a try. Um, one of my best friends said I really should. And then yesterday, someone that I actually went to middle school with and reconnected with recently, um, was talking about how this book he's reading has been really good for him and helping him journal. And it's something I definitely want to give a shot because I've, I've kind of stepped into a new phase of healing and my relationship with myself and my relationship with dating and with men and you know there's a lot of work to be done still and I'm sharing all of that with you guys on TikTok and of course I'll share with you guys here but it's been in addition to the work struggles and you know really focusing on establishing my career and setting up my businesses and getting all the systems and processes in place and bringing in new clients and working on marketing like there's just been so much on my mind the last few weeks and i've been feeling a little bit more burnt out and overwhelmed so i think journaling will be a good tool for me it's just now getting myself to do it Also, another thing that I really want to work on this month and for the rest of the summer and into the year and really make a habit is moving my body two to three times a week. Whether it's a simple stretch, a yoga class, a Pilates class, going for a walk. Um, I'm really glad that I've made a couple of friends that are super into wellness and working out and taking care of themselves and they've invited me to join them on workout classes or be a part of their their friend group and we do activities where we get to you know be in nature together and go for walks and be active and it's been really really good for me both mentally and also my soul it just feeds my soul makes me really happy so i've been in a in a better place and i'm excited for what's to come I think I mentioned it on last week's intro, but I have a feeling that I'm going to have a good summer. I've been saying that for a while, I know, but I just, I think I needed spring to be a little bit rougher on me so I can really enjoy summer and get the most out of it because I feel like something big is coming my way in the fall and I don't, I don't quite know what that could be. I don't know if it's personal. I don't know if it's career maybe both, but I feel like I needed this transformation period. I feel like we just are constantly evolving and transforming and 
healing and coming into our own even more. And I love that. I love that we are continuously growing and learning and I am excited to see what comes next. And speaking of evolutions in career and taking what comes your way and making the most of it and trying new things and learning from them and yourself and your career evolving over time, this week's guests are two girls that I think have done such an incredible job of building a life that they love, that excites them, that is inspiring to their audience and that fulfills them and they've built multiple businesses together and they're best friends and I think there's just so much to be said for guests that and people in general that really make the most of what comes their way and I'm honored to be able to have the girls from Whiskey and Water, Jess and Olivia on the podcast and have this conversation with them. It was really inspiring to me, really exciting. We had a lot of fun recording and I loved learning the process behind how their different businesses came to be and that they're also going through life changes and evolving and how that continues to shape and inspire them in their work life and their friendship and their relationships and in everything that they do. And I think it's just such a breath of fresh air when influencers and people online are so open about that journey and they bring us alongside them. I've looked up to Jess and Olivia for years and I love their businesses. So I also loved getting a deep dive into their businesses and how they all came to be. And I think if you are someone who is a creator and wants to become an entrepreneur, this is a really great episode for you to listen to. It gives you a lot of insight into how people make that transition and gives you maybe an idea or two. And also their new course, we go really deep dive into their new course for influencers and influencer assistance. And I think it's an incredible business that they're building. So I'm really excited for you guys to learn more about it. And really fast before we jump into the episode, I wanted to do a quick suck and sweet of the week. So my suck of the week is that I sprained my ankle the other day walking. I was wearing like platform Dolce Vita sneakers and I had done so well all day. Finally broke them in after a year and I was feeling really good, very comfortable and walking down the streets of Brickle, hit a pothole and rolled my ankle and I you know, kept it moving like nothing happened, but it's been a week and yeah, my ankle is definitely swollen and it hurts, but just got to keep it moving, you know? And my suite of the week is actually kind of funny. Um, so I went to get my nails done today cause I get them done once a month and technically I really need to start getting them done three times or every three weeks or like, yeah, every three weeks they grow out so fast thanks to the hair and energy vitamins that I've been taking. I'll link them below the JS Health vitamins. But yeah, my nails have been growing so fast that I literally could not wash my hair because they were so grown out that my hair would get caught underneath it and they would have ripped the nails off. And that's disgusting, but it would have been really painful and really uncomfortable to wash my hair. So we went to the beach this weekend and I had my mom wash my hair for me and it was like taking me back to when we were like little kids in the bathtub and your mom would lean over and wash your hair for you. Um, It was really funny. And I was like, I'm just going to wait until I get my nails done and wash my hair. I don't care how dirty it is. My mom's like, that's disgusting. Like I can just do it for you. And I just felt so weird. Also, I was freezing cold the entire time in my bathing suit while she washed my hair. But you know, it's a, it's a funny story, and I thought I would share that to give you guys a fun a fun suite of the week, because also it's kind of cute. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling refreshed. I have a tan. I'm looking forward to the weekend. I'm going to brunch with one of my best friends. I'm going, actually on Friday, I'm doing a co-work session with one of my really good friends at the beach, and then I'm going the next day to 
a brunch with another one of my best friends and that'll be really really fun i'm just excited to be social i'm in my social butterfly era again i feel like coming out of hibernation and i'm excited but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you liked it please leave a rating and review please subscribe to the show share with a friend tag us as you're listening and let me know who you want to see next go follow jess and olivia their personal accounts go follow whiskey and water the podcast go follow mood the agency socially ambitious and all the other things that they have going on you can find it linked below and yeah i hope you guys enjoy this episode thank you guys so much for listening i will talk to you guys next week meet jess and olivia Jessica and Olivia, what's something that people wouldn't know about you guys just from following you? And you can do it like individually or together or both. Um, okay, so I think if someone just followed me but didn't deep dive on all of our my and our projects, they probably wouldn't know that I'm allergic to alcohol, so I don't drink at all. Obviously, people who listen to our podcast might know that, the OGs. But yeah, that's something that people are always very like surprised to find out about me. Ooh, this is a good one. I would say, honestly, most people that like I, even that we talk to now, even though we do put it on our platforms, I think most people don't really know that I'm an entrepreneur and that we're entrepreneurs. Like, like anytime I like meet someone, they're like, cool. So like you're a model or like, even if I've known someone for like five years, they'll be like, hey, how's the modeling going? And I'm like, I have not modeled in so long. Um, so yeah, I think that that's what I would probably say. Yeah, those are good ones. I actually, I don't think I'm allergic to alcohol in general, but I'm allergic to wine. So I can kind of relate to you on that. I get really weird. Like I look like I'm sunburned, like, yeah. but I'm not. And I just, I feel really any, warm. Yeah. Do you have any Asian in you? So possibly, but like very far back. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm Hispanic, but we also have like, uh, like Irish ancestry. Like my last name is Irish. Like my dad and my brother have green eyes and blonde hair. Okay. So like, we know we have like Irish ancestry and probably some sort of native American to mm. like Ecuador or like that South American region mm-hmm. and possibly like just based off of like the history of the region potentially could be some Asian through like that area. Right. Well, it's very much an Asian thing. Yeah, I yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, I I know a lot of friends who who can't because of that, and yeah, I and I like the Asian flush, like the yes, like I get my mom gets it, which she's Cuban, so like Mm -hmm. she gets it like on her cheeks. I just like the flush, like I just get a whole body, like it whole body gets like I'm sunburned, but I still love wine. So I sometimes <laughs> you just drink, drink through it, it you just rally, but I won't drink it if I'm going out. Like if I'm at right. dinner and we're planning to keep going, I won't drink it. I'll have a mm-hmm. cocktail. But like, if I'm going to dinner, going home, or like it's a wine night with my friends at home or with my family, like then I don't mind. Cause I'm just going to bed afterwards. Right. And it's okay. But I made that mistake on my bar trip in Spain. We were having sangria oh, and I thought it's sangria it's like not really strong like a deep full-bodied red wine like I can have yeah. it it's like no no everyone was like are you okay and I was like oh, yeah I'm fine and they're like are you sure you're okay yeah, like, you need to go like, to the oh, hospital okay now I feel it like yeah no I'm not okay. yeah no I can't even have a sip of anything so so then what where did the name come from whiskey and water if you don't drink That's yeah so I'm the water actually ah, okay so both whiskey. Of that, that yeah <laughs> so you're a whiskey drinker Jessica yeah, I am. Me too. I'm an everything drinker. I'm mostly whiskey and tequila. So yeah. Me. What's your favorite uh, whiskey? Uh, I would probably just say like a Macallan 18. I wouldn't call myself a whiskey connoisseur by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I just like made whiskey drinking my personality when I was in college. And here we are. No, me too. All the guys, like every time I like they see me drinking, they're like, oh, what are you drinking? Vodka Red Bull? I'm like, no, I'm actually drinking like straight whiskey or like whiskey ginger and they're like you don't drink whiskey I'm like try me and they they have a sip and they're like oh okay yeah that was that was my my college experience yeah put put subsley yeah no that was me my my freshman year drink was a jack and coke and by the time I was in law school I was drinking straight like whiskey on the rocks or whiskey ginger if I wanted something a little bit like not so strong um I do love Macallan I think Jameson's probably my go-to though yeah, I, I like won't drink it like pretty much anymore. Like I'll do it if I'm having like an old fashioned or just like a whiskey neat with like dinner. But if I'm like going out and like going to drink, I'm definitely doing tequila because yeah. I don't want to fight yeah. anyone. So 
<laughs> yeah, whiskey does give, make you aggressive, at least for me. Yeah, I, I love a tequila drink. Now I'm glad that tequila is having its moment because sometimes I just want to keep to like an old fashioned at dinner and have like the more like the nicer experience. I'm not, you don't shoot whiskey. Like it's just not a party drink. But going back to what you said about modeling. So like, do you still model at all that people still ask you about that? Or like, why do you think people don't see you as more of an entrepreneur? Is that something that really bothers you? Um, No, I wouldn't say it's something that really bothers me. And Olivia and I still model from time to time, like upon direct request. Um, And, you know, we still have like a talent agency that does represent us. But I would say most people probably think that we're modeling mainly because Olivia, (laughs) Olivia does do a lot of modeling and she's in like a lot of like commercials and stuff. So people send those to us all the time. And like, that's kind of, I think what gets the most like screen time, like, you know, figuratively and literally. And so people are always like, oh my God, you guys are killing it, modeling. I don't do that like pretty much at all anymore. But I would say mainly because of like Instagram, like I think that people see, you know, us posting photos and think that we're like modeling rather than, you know, either shooting brand deals or just kind of even just like being creative in general. They just kind of, you know, put it under the the scope of modeling. Yeah, that's fair. So how did you two meet and when did... Like what business came first? Because you guys are best friends, you live together and you run multiple businesses. So take it back to like you guys first meeting and realizing like, oh, we should do something together. Yeah. So we met through modeling back in the day. Oh, did she say that we live together? Oh, we don't live together. Oh, because oh, you guys are together right now and it's 10 a.m. So I figured we might. But No, yeah, we're just together every day. Olivia um, does have a house and a fiance. Um, so I do not live with them. Um, it's just me and Nugget over here. But um, we met through modeling, I would say like seven or eight years ago now. And um, we, you know, we're just booking lots of shoots together. And then we, you know, realized that we had like a lot of chemistry on set and like just worked very well together. And then, you know, just through that kind of strengthened our friendship. And then we worked for a corporate office together. And after that, we you know we got a lot closer. We were working really well together. We launched our podcast. That was the first project that we ever did together, um, which was three years ago in 2019. And then in we we've been doing the podcast for three years. Then we launched Mood, which came in 2020, early 2020, January. And so we've been doing that for a little over two years. And then we launched Socially Ambitious um, a few months ago, and that is our uh, influencers assistant course. That's really cool that it started off just so organically like that. I think those are the most special friendships where you're just like, there's something there with that person. Like I need to like get to know them more. I really want to see like what this can be. And I think that's really special. So what do you guys talk about on the podcast? Like what made you guys think like, Ooh, like let's start a podcast. Yeah. Well, so I think like Uh, kind of growing up like modeling or at the time we had been modeling for a few years and kind of just like we related on a lot of modeling subjects together like you know just doing shoots and reaching out to photographers and doing like the very early stages of influencing where we were just like getting products from companies and shooting them for free um I think after doing that for so many years there was a lot of like lessons that we were learning a lot of great conversations that we were having just between the two of us and we kind of just felt like, damn, like, I feel like this is really great, like, you know, wisdom or knowledge or like, this is such a great realization. I wish I could share it with more people than just the two of us. And that's like really kind of what inspired the ideas. We've just felt like we had more to offer like the world in general, (laughs) other than our external appearances, you know, just through modeling. And then in addition to that, at the time, we were both listening to a lot of podcasts and just consuming a lot of knowledge through podcasts. And we were really starting to understand how much value they brought. And it's like, you know, on one hand, we're getting so much value from the shows we were listening to and on the other hand we were like I feel like we could add a lot of value to people so you know those who mesh together we were like let's start a podcast (laughs) I love that that's kind of how I started mine too I just I was in law school and part of like one of my biggest things while I was in law school and just my whole life in general has been like I want to be more than just one thing like Mm -hmm. I now know it's that I meant to be a serial entrepreneur we were kind of talking about that before but it's just like, I was like, there's more to me than just, I was a dancer my entire life or more to me than dancer or more to me than a lawyer. I just, I didn't want to be put in a box. And I was starting to like 
because of networking, I was having these really cool conversations with people and I was starting to be in the influencer space and I was connecting with a lot of different people from all over the place. Right. And I was like, I'm having really cool conversations. I want to share them because if I'm having these conversations, I'm pretty sure someone else is either wanting to have them and doesn't know how, or like, I don't know, they just, they, they want to have the same conversation. They want to hear what I'm talking about. So I was like, let me start sharing them. And it became my outlet while I was in law school to connect with people because I went to law school during the pandemic. So like I was in four walls and like, I need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. And it was a great way to connect with people. So I think that's a really cool way to kind of, yeah, show that you bring more to the table, especially, you know, as women, as people who see us as just like a pretty face or whatever they want to put us in a box as like, there's more to us. There's more that we can offer. So I think that's really cool. So how did mood come about? Cause you started it about a year later. Mm-hmm. What is mood? How did it come about? And what, what is the biggest lesson you guys have learned from being entrepreneurs? Okay. So loaded question. Let's unpack this. So we, what mood is mood is a agency that we co-own together and it kind of came from a place of necessity just as influencers a lot of brands were reaching out to us for purely content creation versus us posting it on our actual you know platforms so brands kept coming to us at the time Jess was doing you know a lot of photography and she was basically just like hey they want content be my model and we were just doing these content creation packages and after doing that for you know about a year We kind of looked at each other and we were like, there's a gap in the market here. A lot of brands need this service. And obviously they're like kind of going through influencers to get it. So it was kind of at that time we had this idea, like, why don't we make this a more legitimate thing and offer content creation through an agency? So we started kind of the business as that. And of course, naturally, we evolved into offering social media management and influencer campaigns. So now those are our three services. Um, We've dabbled with the idea of doing, you know, becoming a full marketing agency, but we kind of got back to a point where we were like, let's hone in on what we're really good at and what we enjoy doing, which are those three things. And it's been so great. We've really enjoyed it. We are so involved with our team. We have meetings that, you know, almost every day and we just absolutely love providing that service to brands. Um, And that's another thing people get confused about. I think they don't understand who we are providing services for like they think we're managing influencers or models and although we do hire models and we do hire influencers we are servicing brands so that's kind of like the clear you know difference between that and then what was the biggest lesson I think honestly I would say the biggest challenge which you know as a result of that has turned into a lot of lessons learned and something that we've become better at is kind of just hiring and delegating work like that was definitely the biggest pain point and like challenge for us to try to navigate is because people are really hard and it's really hard when you don't have an HR department and you are the owners the founders the operators and also the HR department Um, people are really complex and understanding the nuances of building these relationships where you know you want to be their friends but you're also their boss and you know you want them to take their work seriously but not too seriously because we like to have fun it's a very fine line and you know we try our best to to try to navigate it but it has definitely been I think the biggest challenge of of scaling our business yeah that's definitely yeah people don't realize how important people management is and I want to talk about that like the hiring the delegating and like the roles that you two, like, do you guys do separate roles and keep them separate? But something you brought up, kind of you dabbled with like maybe expanding your services, but then realize like, no, we want to own in on what we're good at. I think that is super important that you guys recognize and we're like, no, like, this is what we want to do. This is like what we're good at. Let's keep it this way. Because I think so many people, when they start scaling and they start growing, they start trying to do too many different things. And you lose the part of the the reason why you started to begin with and like what you enjoy the most. And I think that's really smart that you guys were like, no, like maybe we can do it for fun here and there, but like, let's prioritize these three things and hold ourselves out as this. And that's why the clients that you have come to you because they know that that's what you guys are specialized in and what you're best at. Yeah. And we just, you know, it gives us the confidence that we need to know that we're delivering like 100% on every project. 
Yeah, for sure. As I was saying, like, do you guys each individually have roles? Like is one more business and one more like, like admin side and operations. And one is more like the outside face or, cause you guys are both outside face, but like, do you guys like delegate to each other? Who does what? Like your HR and I'm like legal or like, yeah. whatever. Um, I would say that, um, no, <laughs> I, I would say maybe in like the early stages, we kind of, you know, wrote something out that said, you know, you're going to do this and I'm going to do this. But I think that we kind of just intuitively knew what we, our strengths were and what our weaknesses were and the other, you know, kind of compensated and, you know, a little bit of a give and take. And fortunately for us now, we're in a stage in our business where we're really just doing like high level decision making for the most part. And we have a project manager who kind of handles um, the day-to-day sort of stuff, if that answers your question. Yeah, no, that does. I, I think it's interesting because I was talking to another duo who they were like, both of our strengths are the same and both of our weaknesses are the same, but we do everything. So I just find it really interesting to see how different companies kind of handle that. What was it like knowing like, okay, we need to start hiring. When did you start hiring? Like, who was your first hire? Was it a project manager? Was it someone to run social? Like social media like how did that come yeah. up so I think from the very beginning we knew the power of delegation even with the podcast like the podcast was a great first project for us to start because it is such there's so many you know moving parts and so many things that need to be done um, but it's not necessarily a business until it is a business so in the beginning it's like you know we invested into our equipment and into help like we delegated off for it for the podcast because we knew you know how hard the production aspect would be so and then you know there was a time where we were running our own socials and we were doing even what we were doing was a lot even with help at the time but from the very beginning, I think just listening, I had listened to a lot of real estate investing podcasts, you know, like back in the day, and I learned a lot about the power of delegation. So that's always been like, you know, really kind of burned into my brain. Um, And so for the agency, when we started it, we knew off the bat that we needed help with it. The first thing we hired is was a project manager. And at the time, it was our personal assistant who is also helping us run the podcast who we then offered this opportunity to work with us at the agency and that's it's funny now looking back because that's kind of like the pipeline of all of our employees they always end up in one pocket and then they end up you know in all of our pockets because once we find someone who's really good and really efficient you know we want that in every in all of our businesses so from there you know we kind of just have scaled as needed we never want to hire more help than we need and we never want so much business and we don't have enough help for it so it's kind of you know this game of like trying to do one at a time and not scale faster than we need to yeah I love that I love that you you really foster which brings us to your next business which we'll get to but you really foster like your team and you're like okay you're really like great at this would you want to try out this Royce we need someone here like would you be interested in trying this and like you you kind of keep it in the family and you really help bring out what people are good at and like where they can really shine the most and I think that's really special and that's something that I hope to do as I grow my businesses because once someone's in with you and like you it you have that confidence in them and that trust in them and they respect you you respect them and i think it's really important to foster that kind of environment where you want to see your employees succeed too we hear so many horror stories of bad bosses and bad employer employee relationships but it's really cool to to see that people who do value what their employees bring to the table and knowing like i can't do it all by myself like i need to have mm-hmm. people who do it and yeah i think it's I think that's something that more people should take into account. So what does your project manager do? Like, how did you like look for a project manager? Where do you, if someone wants to have a service-based in, uh, business, something like a marketing agency or a PR agency or something like that, that there's a project manager role, what do you look for in hiring that person? So that's a great question. We look for someone who can anticipate needs. Obviously, you know, the the given, which is just being organized, great communication, great email etiquette. Those are all kind of, you know, 
non-negotiables but also what we've kind of learned is necessary is definitely someone who can anticipate needs especially in the role of a project manager it's so vital to our business because like just said that person is doing our day-to-day they're client facing they're employee facing like internally you know she's kind of managing the team she's managing the clients she's managing the projects like it really is the most important role I think in our agency because like just said we do a lot we're very hands-off with a lot of things we're not big micromanagers at all but the project manager is the one who is making sure that like the ball is getting passed it's not getting dropped we're in a good point with all of our timelines for campaigns like they are pretty much operating the business and then Jess and I are you know the ones that are doing the services like the content creation and you know implementing company culture and thinking about like you know the type of tone we want to set for our team and also just making those high level decisions when it comes to negotiations and um, kind of getting business and building out the relationships because a lot of our a lot of our leads come from our network we've never done like ad we never run ads for the agency so that's also really cool and a great resource that we both have is just our our natural network ends up coming to us through word of mouth or through photo shoots we did five years ago and then now this person needs that so that's been really cool to see as well Oh yeah. I I would not be anywhere where I am today if it wasn't for my network. I wouldn't have this podcast or any of my businesses if it wasn't for my network. And it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And it's, I personally enjoy cultivating it. Like I know some people are like, oh, networking, I don't want to do it. I genuinely enjoy it because I see the value in it. So I love that. And I was going to ask, how big is your team? And like, How many people do you have? Are they the same team for all of the businesses? Or are you working on having different teams for each aspect of what you guys do, your three different businesses? Yeah, so um, each business has its own team. There's a little bit of crossover here and there. So yeah, we have a team of core five um, employees and then we have two seasonal interns at usually any given time. And then for um, the podcast, we obviously have, you know, Kennedy, who's our podcast assistant slash manager, and we have an editor. So we have like a lot of like kind of like one-off roles for a lot of what we do. And, you know, it definitely, it takes a village, but everyone kind of knows their role, knows what they're doing and is, you know, kind of a rock star at whatever they do. Yeah. Yeah. And then our our personal assistant who we made the course with, first she was our assistant, then we started a business with her. And now she actually moved on to just focus on all socially ambitious things. And we hired a new personal assistant through our, co- well, influencer assistant through our course, actually. She was a course graduate. And now she, we've hired her to kind of be working for socially ambitious as well, internally doing like a lot of uh, customer service you know, tasks. So it's funny because that's exactly how it happens. It's like, we get someone good. We're like, you're good. We're going to put you here. Do you want to do this too? Um, And yeah, even the the mood team, um, they're running our socials for Socially Ambitious. So everyone kind of, you know, has their has their toes dipped everywhere. But for the most part, we do try because we when we're looking at bandwidth and like how much a person can really take on, we do we, we try to keep it keep it a little more concise because it's very natural for us to be like oh we want you everywhere and we've kind of learned like okay now let's keep them you know let's not stretch them out too far yeah and I think that's I love that I love that that one person moved with you guys through different phases and then your first one is part of your business now and then a graduate became a part of it too and yeah when you find someone good you're like I will do anything to keep you how can how can I keep you in um I, I, as I expand and I know that I will eventually in the near future, like probably before the end of this year, we'll need an assistant. I will come to you guys. Cause that, 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 that's really good news for me, but I'm like, I, I know I need help. Like people, the number one question I get asked a lot. And I want to ask you guys, this is how do you do it all? How do you handle everything you do? And you guys have a team. So that allows you to do even Mm -hmm. more because you can tell me I'm not there yet. So I want to know, like, how has that evolved from you guys when you were just you starting mm-hmm. out to now? Because yeah. I need help figuring out how I, I don't know yeah. how I do it all. Like the number one question. And I'm like, I just do because I love everything that I do. And if I don't yeah. love it anymore, I find a way to like remove it from my plate however I can mm-hmm. to prioritize what I actually want to do. So how do you guys right. do it all? That's, that's really sound advice. Honestly, you know, there's a lot 
there is a big chunk, I think, of our careers where we were asking ourselves the same thing and really in a state of burnout, to be honest, because even with all the help, it was really like we were decision fatigued, um, especially through the agency. And I think something we've really started to lean into, especially within the last maybe six months, is kind of giving our project manager more decision making power because we're like, listen, you already know the right answer for this. You don't need to run it by us. We trust you. And at this point, it's burning too much fuel for us. And like that energy could be better used elsewhere. So, but I, I'll, I'll be honest, <laughs> the last three years we have been like just mentally in a state of burnout, even with all the help that we have. And we've always made sure like a big theme of our, even our podcast is we've always been big on work-life boundaries and prioritizing your own mental health. And that's something that we definitely enforce within our our agency, you know, we tell our team, like, if you, you need a mental health day, you you got it. Like day of, you got it. No problem. Nothing comes before that. And, you know, we, we try to practice that ourselves. It's really nice having a business partner. So it's like, if we wake up and we're having a day, we can say, hey, I need to take the day off. And it's like, we're always going to give each other that grace. Um, so that's really nice that we have each other to lean on like that in that way. And, you know, if one of us is unavailable the other one can kind of step up to the plate and handle things but I think just you know making sure that you are delegating what you can I think a helpful tip for that is you know to do a time audit and an energy audit I actually will give props to Maya Nicole I listened to her podcast over the weekend and this was a great tip that she gave and I think she learned it from another podcast um, I love how podcasts do that. Send I, me the link and I'll put it in the show notes so people can. Okay. Yeah, I will. She's great. She's been a big like role model for us when it comes to digital products and selling them. Um, but she recommended doing a time audit of your week and literally writing down every single minute you've spent on what tasks and then deciding if this was like an energy giver or an energy trainer. I, I think she that. worded it in a different way, but something along the lines of that. And then kind of deciding like for the drainers, is this something I, I can delegate? So it's a really good way of looking at like what you can get off your plate. And then in addition to that, I would say just making sure you're nurturing things like hobbies in your life and having those boundaries set in place where, you know, you turn off the computer, turn off the phone, like how normal workplace people do, like having a nine to five in our signature, we have our work hours, you know, and that came from a place of necessity as well. You know, we're like letting our clients know, no, we're not answering past 6pm. Sorry. Like, you know, and that's those are boundaries that I think everyone needs to like, think about and kind of have in place for themselves. I love that. I want to do that. The energy audit and the time audit. That's I definitely yeah, send me that link. I will be listening to that myself. I like that you called it work-life boundaries because we all know balance is a myth and that you guys are so, you value a lot of, like in your company culture is built in that you can take time off if you need it. We are going to give you that space and that you respect that people need that because it's something that you value for your own selves. And I so what are some, you said, like you want to prioritize your hobbies or like you have a fiance, you have your dog, like, you know, you have your friends, like your life outside of work. So how do you guys kind of incorporate that and implement that into your lives? Like, do you, like you said, you have like hours that you're on and you're off. And I'm really good about that too. Like if it's after 6 PM, nine times out of 10, I'm not answering you, but like, what are your hobbies? How do you make time for them? And you know, how has that evolved too over time? Yeah. I mean, I would say that, you know, our, the, our favorite part of being entrepreneurs and owning our own business is that we get to make our own schedule 100%. and yeah, work whenever we would like to. So, you know, if there's like a random Tuesday where we want to like go to the beach for a couple hours, like we can do that as long as we don't have like meetings or whatever it might be. So I would say that it, it looks different every single day. Um, and yeah, just, we kind of just, work around that. And yeah, even if it is past 6 PM, like sometimes we get our best work done in those hours because less people are demanding our attention. 100%. So yeah, it's definitely just like, it's just a, it's just a harmony essentially, you know, like finding what works and, and, you know, working around your schedule. Yeah. I love that. I do some of my best work after, after hours as well, but when finally, like I'm not being pinged on email or like feel like I have to be on email and like when something came in, I have to answer it. Sometimes I'm like, okay, fine. I can finally like turn off the, that and just focus for an hour or two on like actually doing the 
the work part of the business or the admin side one day, because someone's got to do that too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I love being able to on days when I don't have a lot of calls, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go work from the beach or work at a coffee shop just to get out of these four walls. Or like, sometimes I'll go sit outside by the pool and like work by the pool or, you know, just to change of scenery. Switch of the environment. Yeah. Change Mm -hmm. of scenery. And like, I'm a big person and I, and I think you guys are too, based off of following you guys, like sunshine, like the fresh air getting outside. That is super important to me. And that's something that I didn't have for a really long time. But during the bar exam, like studying process, I literally could not go one day without taking a walk outside and just sitting in the sun and like being re-energized. So I try to implement that now as much as possible, even though it's not always feasible, but I try to at least. No, it's like imperative for the mental health. Oh yeah. It's like the, and I, and I heard it on a podcast, like grounding, like putting your feet in the grass in the mornings and letting like, before, like I wash my face and like get ready for the day. Like, yeah, I don't have any SPF on. So I only do it for like five minutes, but I let the sun like hit my bare face to like wake up then I go have my coffee then I go eat breakfast then I go shower and like then my now I'm like ready for the day yeah no that's the best and yeah I I learned that from the podcast (laughs) I I love how podcasts really just it's such a great way to learn and evolve yourself and one thing you guys talked about when we were talking about earlier company culture what what are some core pillars of your company culture that you guys really emphasize Yeah, I I would say that, you know, kind of what Olivia was mentioning about, like, you know, if we prioritize mental health above all, and I would say that's like the core of our company culture and um, just making it on in like, I hate, you know, the word safe space, but like making it a safe space for anyone to kind of um, bring anything up at any point, you know, if anything uncomfortable and made them uncomfortable or even like if someone made us uncomfortable like we're the first ones to bring it up hash it out make sure there's no built-up resentments um we do monthly check-ins with each employee where they can give us constructive criticism and we can also do the same and you know again like it's a safe space and we just like to make everyone feel heard and seen and um understood I feel like that's you know that's all what we can ask for Yeah, we're also huge on accountability, you know, both our team taking accountability for things and us as well. We definitely try to like lead by example there. It's we've in the past, we've kind of struggled with employees with taking accountability. And that's I I would I would say it's tied into the company culture because we're big on it ourselves. You know, like we're the first ones to admit that we made a mistake or that we overlooked something, Um, even when it comes to things that are like internal, not even like client facing, not even work related, but like relationship related. Um, you know, there's been a lot of bumps in the road in the past where we were we had to own up to stuff and just say, hey, you know what? This is our first time like running a business, really. So we are trying our best and there's, you know, we're not perfect humans. There's a lot that we aren't great at, but we're really trying to do our best and trying to be the best bosses. And that's like all we can, you know, it's all we can do. And we definitely have like explained that to our team in the past of like, we're just doing our best and we're always looking to improve. Um, But we ask for grace from them. um, And we also reciprocate reciprocate that grace with the team as well I love that I think yeah there's so much to be said for one the things that you guys value becoming integral to your company culture because that's what makes each company unique it's top down and you guys are the top but also being honest and being like hey I made a mistake I overlooked this and when you are the first to acknowledge it your client or your team or whoever it is on the receiving end is going to respect you 10 times more because you owned up to it than passing it off to somebody else or like trying to brush it under the rug. They respect you so much more. And I, and I, you know, with my clients, I'm always like, you know, I'm so sorry. Like that was my bad. I will make it up to you. I will do this. I will find a way I'm, and like, if I make a mistake, I'm like, I'm so learning. I thank you for trusting me to be my client when I'm, this is the first time I'm doing this. Like, it means a lot to Mm -hmm. me that you trust me to do that so I think that's really cool that you guys did that yeah I mean there's a like lot to be said by leading by example and also just you know having a lot of humility with what you're doing and accepting and just being vulnerable and letting people know that you're human and that you do make mistakes absolutely and so speaking of socially ambitious the influencer course that you started we were talking about it earlier 
probably came out of necessity, I'm going to guess, like most of you guys' businesses. But when did that idea spark? Who came up with it? Or like, was it together? Like walk me through realizing like, ooh, like we could, we could do something here. Yeah, the idea was definitely immaculate conception between the both of us. Like it was an idea that like we had essentially like simultaneously, like in like a strike of lightning. And we were like, oh my God, no, we have to do this. Um, and we were we were cracked out on coffee in California, driving to go pick up a Facebook marketplace find. And we were just like spitting off ideas like like it was no one's business except it's our business. And yeah, so we decided like in that moment that we were going to do it. And we kind of just took um, baby steps to figure out, you know, how that was going to come together. Um, At that time, like in the original first, like thought of it, you know, the girl, our assistant who made the course with us wasn't even our assistant at that time. Um, But things really aligned for us. And, you know, the universe really worked for us, put Anna in our path. And Anna, you know, really was imperative to the conception and the creation of the course. And we couldn't be more proud about how it turned out. I love that. Yeah, it did come from a necessity. We, and I think Anna was our eighth assistant. So we had, you know, we knew the power delegation. And when we thought about just running our influencer business, we were like, we need help. So we started to hire, you know, we had these virtual assistants, we had some, did we have in person? No, we had mostly virtual assistants just from the very beginning, but they we were hiring just personal assistants for like admin work and things like that. And it yeah, like VAs, you know, and time and time again, it just wouldn't work out because they didn't understand the influencer industry. And it's like when you're in our inbox negotiating with brands, you need to understand like what usage means and what whitelisting means. So there was all these things that we we just got to a place where we realized that this is a niche kind of skill set and knowledge and a lot of people didn't have it you know like these personal assistants didn't have the skill set or the understanding of the industry to do this job so it's kind of a mix of okay obviously there's a problem here this has been a huge pain point us hiring and firing all these assistants and then again Anna came along she was so great at what she did and it was because she was a micro influencer herself so off rip she knew she came to the position already understanding all this vocabulary already understanding you know the terms how a campaign timeline worked and we're like okay she's so great and it's because she understands this we need to just like mesh the two and at the time we had looked up like any sort of resource for an influencer's assistant or how someone could learn and it was all this is how to be an influencer there's nothing about how to support an influencer and what they do in the business that they run um so between that and then also when we were hiring for the position we were getting hundreds of applicants and they looked great other than the fact that they lacked that influencer industry experience so it's like they would be perfect except they're not because they don't have you know the knowledge so it was kind of a mix of those three things that we had this aha moment of like we need to make a course right now because also influencers need assistance and they don't know where to find them and they're struggling to find them you know, because we have our network down here, even in Miami of our friends, and they would always be like, where did you find your assistant? I need one so bad. So it was kind of just like a beautiful mix of things that kind of sparked this idea. And then once we got going on it, we were like, we absolutely need to do this. There's so many reasons why we need to do this. And so many reasons why the world kind of like needs this course, you know, because it's just such a great way for people to get their foot in the door of the industry, you know, especially for someone who maybe doesn't want to be an influencer themselves. Like they don't want to be in front of the camera. They don't want to be in the spotlight, but they do love the industry. It is, you know, really lucrative and it's creative and it's fun. So yeah, we just felt like it could really make a difference in people's lives, give them the opportunity to have some freedom, you know, work remotely from anywhere in the world. So we, we love it and we're so proud of it. And we tell anyone we can about it. No, everything you were saying, I was like, I, wow. Like that was, and it's so funny. You brought up like people look up how to be an influencer assistant or, and they're like, it's just how to be an influencer. And like, not everyone wants that, but they see the power in it or the, 
they're interested in it and want to be a part of it some way, somehow, and they just don't know how they can be a part of it. And someone came to me the other day with similar, they're like, I see that you manage influencers. Like, I would love to get into that. How did you do that? I'm like, it was a perfect storm of things. Like it just Mm kind of happened. Right. I didn't seek it. And I think that's super important. Like, I think, especially in this industry, like this is something that like, it kind of just happens and you like Mm -hmm. go with it. It's not, you kind of can't seek it out because then it doesn't come from a genuine place. But I think, I think that's super smart that you're like, we, we see a need here and we could be a part of that. And let like, yeah, influencers need team like they need to build a team if they want to grow this as a business and that's the other thing Mm -hmm. people don't realize that it is a business they don't value it as a business but if you want to make it a business or be successful at it in in general like you need to value it as a business and you need to treat it like that and have people Mm -hmm. an agent a manager a lawyer an assistant people on your team so I think that's really powerful how it came to be for you guys and that you were like these assistants would be great, but they're, they're not exactly what we need because they they're missing this aspect of it. So what do you think you kind of mentioned it, like the terminology, like having insider, like insight, but for someone who wants to, you know, pitch them your course, basically, like for someone who wants to be on an influencers team behind the scenes, they've been an assistant before. What do they need to learn that your course could teach them to be able to be an assistant for an influencer? What makes them that assistant position different than like your average executive or personal assistant? Yeah. So I think obviously we covered like the vocabulary in general, super important. We literally have a whole like module dedicated to just the vocabulary because even it's such a new industry, like new words are popping up every day. We were at an Amazon event a few months ago and they had us like sign a contract that had the word embargo and we're like what is embargo like we're still learning new you know terminology so it's really important that that's in there um and then it's kind of like an overall introduction into what an influencer's business really looks like because like you said a lot of people don't understand that there's so much administrative work behind the scenes they think we just not take just pictures take, yeah it's like it's not just, just taking pretty pictures, pictures. look pretty and post no there's so much that goes on behind so I would say the the meatiest part of the course in my opinion is just understanding what a campaign even looks like right because like if I were to go up to a person on the street and say like hey what does a campaign timeline look like they'd be like what are you talking about so understanding kind of like the timeline of that the process of pitching to brands like you know a lot of people don't know that influencers do brand pitches themselves and that's how they secure a lot of their partnerships especially if they don't have management so that's definitely something that we're teaching what the negotiation process looks like how you can best negotiate you know um, different deliverables and different rates and also kind of just balancing all of that admin work in an organized way. We teach a lot about our task management system. We use Trello and we teach the exact kind of system that we've developed over the years and it works really great for us. Just staying organized, making sure that everything is in its right place. And then we also teach things like creating a trend list on TikTok, which is a new thing that we've kind of new, but One of the later um, tasks that we had assigned Anna was creating these trend lists for us so that we can go to batch content and we just already have a list of all the trends that would apply to us, you know, because there's a lot that doesn't apply. And then she'll give us like on-screen video text ideas, which is always on point because she just understands us as people. Um, And that saves a lot of bandwidth too. So that's like even the creative aspect, you know, that they're still having a hand in. So that's been really cool as well. Kind of the meat of it, a lot of e- a lot of email etiquette, a lot of inbox management and how we keep our, especially being in Miami, there's a lot of event invites and P- dinner PR invites and gifting opportunities, which is like so cool and we're so grateful for, but the inboxes do get flooded. So, you know, te- kind of teaching how to manage that so things are organized and that everyone's being communicated and replied to um with like the correct 
yeah, sending invoices, you know, all the business admin aspects. And um, we have a lot of templates in there as well for emails that are super helpful. Like if a brand comes back with this, this is how we would typically reply. Or if we want to reach out to a hotel for a travel opportunity, this is the template we would usually send and make some minor tweaks here and there. So there's a whole bunch of of value. And yeah, yeah, the inbox management side of it, I have like multiple emails, one for each business plus my personal Plus my school email still, sometimes I need to check it for certain things. So I'm like, I need, I am already at the point where I need a personal assistant just to help me manage my life and my calendar. So I can do all the things that I want to do, not just running my businesses, but like you said, the events, the like partnerships, like I want to like something that I'm navigating with. And I actually, this is a good question for both of you. Like, I still want to be an influencer in my own right. Maybe not as my main income source and that's okay. I, because I want to be a business owner, but I still want to do that. So I want to make sure that I have enough time to work with brands and create content or go to events that I get invited to. And, you know, I need help in navigating that and also knowing like what partnerships fit right with where I'm at in my life and making space for them on my feed and in my content. So how is how has that been like navigating being both like cuz that's one business plus then your individual businesses that you guys run together. How do you navigate creating content for like yourselves as influencers and also yourselves as business owners and promoting your own brands on your personal platforms? Yeah, I would say that you know, we have it a, a, like a little bit backwards from as you do because we kind of started off as influencers and then the businesses came after whereas you know you kind of are wanting to pave that way right now um well I so mean I, I started would... off as an influencer too and my businesses came out okay. of that uh, I okay. was an influencer uh, I was more of a blogger before like in college and law school and then then it turned into like influencing but as that was happening I was also like I see a need for being Mm-hmm. lawyer in this space so like they kind of happen at the yeah same. natural evolution as well um yeah I mean I would say you know I don't have too much advice just because I think it comes very naturally to us um because we kind of keep our main instagrams like our personal instagrams separate from the businesses but like you know sh- sh- we just share organically as things kind of um you know, call to us, you know, like we obviously share and we know whenever we have a new business, but you know, our influencing platforms are our personal platforms and like really like the only space that we get to like have separate and, you know, influencing is still very much our bread and butter. Like it's what pays all of our bills. Like we don't, we don't pay ourselves from our businesses quite yet. So like, that is just something that we naturally prioritize because it's what pays our bills and then everything else kind of comes second. So yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, the only reason I say it that way for me is because I originally wanted it to be that, that like my personal page is my influencer page and then each business has their own. And like the podcast has its own Instagram and my management company has its own, but my law firm does not. And I really don't know if I want to start a fifth account because I have like a private, private account that is like for my friends and family. So I'm like, do I really want to have a fifth account? Yeah. And like, how much content am I really going to be creating for the firm? Because I'm going to be sharing it on my personal anyway. So like, that's the one that I'm trying to like, how do I market myself as a lawyer, but also be an influencer? Because there's a level of professionalism that I kind of have to keep. Uh, My mom was like, you probably shouldn't be posting. I'm like, I don't care, mom. Like I live in Miami. I'm posting a bikini pic. Yeah. It's not that I shouldn't. It's just more so like, you don't want to attract a certain type of audience if you're also trying to be a person. I'm like, I get it. It's two different audiences, really. They're two completely different audiences. That's the thing. So like that was that was more so what I mean. Like and yeah, like ultimately, like my bread and butter will be my businesses, but yeah. I want the influencer side to be a significant part of my business mm-hmm. because I genuinely want to share my life and and my personal page is like an amalgamation of all the things I do because all those yeah. things make up me and I don't want to give one up. But like I've been working on so I, I thought I would ask. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think I think personally, I would keep them separate because you are, as an influencer, your own personal brand, especially when you're looking at the type of partnerships you want to do. Like you could do, you could become an 
lawyer influencer and that could be your niche but if you want to keep yourself more open to lifestyle and fashion and beauty then it's a completely different niche because you know there are really great in um why am I getting (laughs) like lawyer influencers like especially on TikTok you know they dive into that they share information about that they share content that's related to that and that's their thing um but when we're looking at partnerships and things like that you know, you do want to keep yourself open to appealing to a brand like Target, you know, or things yeah. like that. that and that's we're... what I'm working on is yeah. I don't want to be like, same thing, like I was saying, I don't want to be put into a box. I don't want to niche down. I don't want to be right. only a lawyer influencer. I want to yeah. be- Then keep them separate, I would both. say. And, and that's something that I'm realizing I more so need to start doing. I'm just like, do I really want to run another account? And I just, I can't, so one thing that you guys don't know is I also work at a personal injury firm part-time. So like I'm a full-blown lawyer and I have a deposition tomorrow morning. Like I right now do not have the bandwidth to have and run another account and the marketing for that account. But I, I would say when you hire financial- help is, might be the time. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was yeah. about to say. I don't have the financial capability to hire someone to do that quite yet. Although my brother is a marketing major and moving home after he graduates in two months. <laughs> Yeah, like, I will be taking advantage of that. Hello. Hi, I <laughs> so can't crazy. pay you, but you will be helping me with this. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do. It's something that I'm more so realizing I need to to do and take mm-hmm. the plunge on. Uh, I just don't have the bandwidth to do. But sooner rather than later, I know I need to. But I thought yeah, I- that's that's the power of delegation. Also, something I think is really helpful for us and our personal brands is we have this group of influencer friends down here that we've been shooting one like pretty much once a week for for the past five years. And those are the days where we can really knock out our personal um, content and partnership content. And that's been super, super helpful because we know at least one day a week, we're going to have time to prioritize our personal Instagram pages. So that's been really nice. And that is a way for us to make sure that that is being nurtured and handled and like those tasks are being done. Um, so yeah, that I would, I'd give that advice as well as maybe just like carve out time to focus on your personal content, whether it be lifestyle or fashion or whatever yeah, it is. I love that. That is something I also like, I, and I'm really normally very good about delegating. I've always known that that's important. And my mom works in operations. So I've seen the power of that my entire life. And I'm mm-hmm. like, just waiting for, like, I know I need to, and I have college interns for certain things, but I just don't they're in school so like they can't do yeah. everything and like yeah. also I can't pay them and I can't yeah. that yet but I know once trust me once I can I like I I know exactly where yeah. each where I need to hire for each business and like for all the things and that is something I want to do what you just said like have one day so I can nurture that and have content Mm-hmm. Um, also hope. another thing is you can always start small when it comes to hiring I think there's a big misconception that when you hire someone it has to be like a full part-time role or a full full-time role we have people who hire assistants for three hours a week just yeah. to do brand pitches or just to do inbox management you know so you, you can always start super small and then scale up from there yeah that's something like second half of the year is something I do want to get like someone five hours a week and that is just whatever like as a personal assistant role that can help me with touching each one and then kind of like how you guys like were like all right this person is Mm -hmm. better fit for this business and find kind of kind of the way you guys did it that that's exactly what I've been envisioning for myself so this has been very helpful for me good and I definitely will reach out to you guys in hiring that person when that time comes (laughs) um but yeah I think we kind of talked about it earlier but for for both of you, like what is something that you guys have learned a lot about yourselves in in this evolution from model and influencer to full-blown business owners who who have your hand in a lot of different things? Like what is the biggest piece of advice you have for someone who wants to be an entrepreneur? We would say delegation. <laughs> I know that we like just talked about it. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> truly, like it's it's the only thing that's allowed us to um be as successful as you know we have been in you know our our own respects and yeah it's it's really the only way that we can do everything that we're doing and also could like keep some sort of quality of life because you know at some point you don't want to live in a perpetual state of burnout like you want you don't work this hard to work this hard you know what i mean yeah i love that ooh i love that quote thanks olivia it's a, it's a whiskey and water original <laughs> 
I love that. Olivia, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I would say definitely delegation is key, you know, once you get to a point where you can. And then to just not cap yourself out, I think the beautiful thing about what we're doing here is that there's endless possibilities. Like, sky is truly the limit. We're not in this corporate world where, you know, we have a ceiling above our head and we have, like, a path for success and what that looks like. Like, it is such a new kind of industry and even if it's you're not in the influencer industry but just being a business owner in general like there's just truly your potential is really just far beyond what you could even imagine for yourself and I think even now we we get so caught up in our day-to-day stuff that I think the version of us even two years ago would be like wow like so proud of us and so like amazed and I just always want to keep like being humble and grateful for where we're at, but also knowing that like we could go so much further and we don't even necessarily know what that looks like right now. But just knowing like not not putting a ceiling on top, you know, of your head and always knowing that self-limiting beliefs can be totally dissolved and dismissed and anything is possible if you really just set your mind to it and also taking advantage of like free knowledge like podcasts books audiobooks like we would not be where we're at without those things 110 percent. so like we have so much to thank for people putting their knowledge and their wisdom out on the internet on the beautiful thing called the internet and you know giving those lessons to us to learn from and apply to our lives and to our businesses yeah absolutely you said something you know to the the versions of yourselves two years ago would be shocked to see where you are now two years ago I was in law school and I didn't I I was still trying to pretend that I wanted a career like everybody else so yeah 100% like two years ago me would not have any Mm -hmm. idea that I would be where I'm at and I'm just getting started but like you said the sky's the limit and I'm really excited to see where it can go because one of my professors told me this a couple weeks ago we we still have like every once in a, every once in a while have like a catch up call he was like you trusted your intuition and it led you here and i'm really fucking proud of you because that's not something that most lawyers don't allow themselves to listen to most people yeah. in general don't yeah. allow themselves to listen to, to that to their intuition and mm-hmm. i wouldn't be where i'm at today if it wasn't for my intuition and for the power of social media and the internet and there's a lot of downsides of it but i think it's really beautiful that all of us have built our lives and our careers because of the ability to try out what we like and mm-hmm. see what can happen and make yeah. something out of it for ourselves and carve out a space for ourselves. And I think I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited to see where that continues to grow. Cause there's more and more people coming up now that are starting to, to be like, to question things and be like, I don't have to Definitely. do things the way other people did. Like, I can and the way the generations before us did, you know. Yeah, like I can like I like this aspect of this, but I don't like this. So like how can I find a way to make this my own? And that's what I did. It's like I like right. law. I want to be a lawyer, but I want to do it in a way that make it your own. Me. And and you guys as well. Like, you know, you wanted to be business owner. You wanted to be in business. You wanted to run your own thing and you were the the businesses that you run are unique to both of you because it's your company culture, you, what you guys like, what you value is how you mm-hmm. are building it. And I think that's something really special. So thank, thank you, you guys so much. Thank you so much. The podcast, where can everyone find you? All your different businesses, yes. shout them out. I will link it below so everyone can go find you and reach out to you guys. Awesome. So my Instagram handle is at Olivia PW. And then Jess's Instagram handle is at the Jessica Experience. Mood's Instagram handle is Mood the Agency. <laughs> the pot, our podcast Instagram is Whiskey and Water Podcast. And then, if you guys are interested in taking the Influencers Assistant course, you can learn more at socially.ambitious is the Instagram handle. And then you can find our website there and read all about the course on our website as well. Amazing. I will link everything. Thank you guys so much for coming, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.